Preston Therapeutics um, is a company committed to developing new cancer therapies for people. We're, we're not interested in knee two type of um, therapies. We're, we're looking at therapies that have an unmet need and where patients don't have any other options or have very poor options and bringing revolutionary medicines to these people. And we do that by personalising the cancer uh, treatment to them. So that's what we're about. And we announced um, an amazing uh, announcement yesterday about a new technology we've acquired from the University of Pennsylvania. And this slide here is quite apt. I mean, a lot of technology plays are um, you know, very competitive and people paddling for the same wave and you know, jostling for each other for position on the wave. What this technology does, and hopefully it comes through today, is catapults us straight to the front of the wave. And not only any wave, it's the biggest wave in oncology. And look forward to talking to you about that. This particular technology is called CAR-T. It's a revolution in cancer therapy. And as good as it is, we're about to make it a whole lot better. So just a little bit of an overview um, about this presentation. So it's a transformational technology from the University of Pennsylvania. UPenn is the global leader in CAR-T. That's the, the analogy that I like to draw. If you decide you want to get into sports cars, we've not mucked around and, and you know, uh, we've just gone straight to Italy and gone to Maranello and asked for, for the keys to the brand new Ferrari and that's what we've got here. So it catapults us to the very forefront of CAR-T development and it means we're addressing the biggest problems in the most exciting area of cancer treatment. And it's an enabling platform. This is not a one-trick pony. It's an enabling platform that is good, not just for us, but for any other player in this field. And it's an emerging field with some very big players. And that's going to lead to a lot of development, collaboration, and licensing opportunities for, for our company. There's a little bit about what we do. I said in the intro, um, we develop personalized medicine. We've got a combination approach here. We've got targeted therapies, and we've got CAR-T. Our business model is really, really simple. We license from the best and we work with the best. This is a snapshot of our pipeline showing that we've got lots of shots on goal, not a one-trick pony, so we've got targeted therapies that some of you might have been familiar with um, if you followed us in the past with PTX100 and PTX200. I don't have time to go into those today, but they are clinical trials up and running with some of the best institutions in the world in really unmet needs, very unique um, opportunities. Today I'm going to focus just on the, uh, the new Omnicar platform that, um, that we announced yesterday. And CAR-T, as I said, is a, a revolution in the way we think about cancer treatment. So a good way to start is this poor young lady, um, Emily Whitehead. At the time this photo was taken, age six, she was suffering from a, a type of leukaemia. She'd endured two rounds of chemotherapy, um, two separate series of chemotherapy, and failed them both. And um, her parents have given her, uh, the doctor's given uh, 48 hours before her organs were shutting down. And uh, basically, in a last-ditch attempt to save her life, they enrolled her at the University of Pennsylvania in a revolutionary therapy called CAR-T. She was the very first patient in, um, on, to receive this treatment. And this is Emily today. Um, in fact, this photo was taken just a couple of weeks ago, eight years cancer-free. It's almost unheard of for the first patient to ever receive a therapy experimentally to be completely cured. And you can see the quote there that um, this therapy, CAR-T, represents a turning point in the history of human medicine. It's a genuine revolution. 
with unprecedented responses from patients. And you can see there uh, in a certain type of blood cancers, 80% responses. So now for the very first time, we're daring to use the word cure with reference to some therapies, which is something people have been very reticent to do before. And where we are today, we're, we're looking to expand this into, this is version one. Um, and as good as it works, we're looking at improving on that and bringing it to other cancers. So stepping back just briefly to explain for those who aren't um, well-versed in immunology, what are T-cells? They're the immune, uh, the, the, the soldiers of our immune system. And what they do, they identify and eradicate problematic cells um, that are invading our body. And how do they work? It's all premised on the fact that the receptor can recognise um, some proteins on the surface of the cell called antigens, like a lock and key. And what it does, if it combines to that, the T cell has the receptor that combines to that, recognise it, it activates and lyses the cell, it kills the infected cell. But why can't cells, why can't T cells recognise cancer cells? And it's very simple. It's because, well, a lot of the time it does. It recognises cancer cells that you'll never know about and it recognises the, the surface antigens and eradicates them. But cancer is a tricky thing and it will evade the immune system by expressing an antigen on the surface that the, the body doesn't recognise. So how do we fix that problem? How do we reprogram the T cell to recognise a cancer cell? We do that by adding a brand new receptor to the cell. And you can see there we do that outside of the body. And this is the essence of CAR-T. It creates a chimeric cell. It's half a patient cell and half uh, an engineered cell. And the process looks something like this. So step one is the patient gets blood collected. Uh, the cancer patient gets blood collected. Stage two is that T cells are separated and removed from the blood. Step three is that we genetically alter the receptor so that patient's own T-cell can now express the receptor we want to recognise the cancer. So then we grow up millions of these cells and finally these cells, these turbocharged version of these cells are injected back into the cancer patient. So you basically what the docile cell bouncing around the cancer patient is now turned into an, an attack dog. It can sniff out and kill the cancer. And that's depicted on the following slide. It shows quite nicely that that lock and key is able to bind to that, that um, cancer cell, whereas ordinary T cells cannot, and the CAR T cell then activates and lyses the cancer cells and go on to expand and have ongoing killing. In fact, one single CAR T cell is capable of killing up to a thousand separate cancer cells. It's the ultimate killing machine for cancer cells. You can see on the next slide, this is not just um, pie in the sky stuff. These, this has resulted in actual approved therapies that are even approved not just in the US but here in Australia. And the very first one was actually developed by University of Pennsylvania, who are the pioneers in this space and licensed by Nevada. You can see that the cost of the treatment there is quite eye-watering. I think we're set to benefit from that regardless of if the prices stay up, fantastic, we can have a piece of that. But if it helps reach new markets by, by dropping the price, then we can have a big hand in doing that as well. Some of the deal activity a couple of years ago especially was very, very hot. You can see there with you know, Kite bought by, um, by Gilead for 12 billion US and then Juno bought by Celgene for 9 billion. Winter was bought by Bristol Myers Squibb 
for CAR-T and, and other things. So CAR-T is definitely the future, but is not without its problems. It's had spectacular success, but now we're looking to the field is grappling with how do we replicate this success in other cancers? And the cancers are, the problems are not substantial. The big one is um, obviously the cost and time of delivering the treatment. The biggest one is safety and control. At the moment, you're giving a runaway um, living, living drug to a patient, and once they're deployed, the clinician has no control over that medicine. Um, and if there's a bad event, They've got no way of doing anything other than treating the symptoms. Also finding targets that work. There's one that works very, very well, and they're slowly discovering new targets. And also escape. Um, cancers are tricky things, and if they stop expressing this particular antigen, once again, the CAR T cell has lost its nose to sniff out that cell. So imagine, if you will, what could happen to the entire field if even some of these problems were solved. And imagine what you could do if you could bring the success of CAR-T to other cancers. Imagine the opportunities awaiting that company. And that is the perfect introduction for Omnicar that we announced yesterday. It's a universal CAR-T platform developed by the world leaders in CAR-T UPenn. We've got exclusive worldwide rights. It's a unique and powerful platform that looks to address all of the problems that CAR-T is currently facing, and not just for us, but for anyone in the field. And a good way to um, summarise this is um, thinking that CAR-T is, is a trained soldier. It's a soldier with only one map, it's got only one weapon, it can only, it's only trained to hit one target. The soldier's incapable of being redirected and, and disappointingly can't be communicated with even once they're deployed in the field. By contrast, Omnicar can be armed with any weapon, including several at once. It can be given any map for multiple deployments, even with the one soldier. It can be directed against any target, including several targets at once. Importantly, you've got full communication control, even mid-mission, and you can even send images back to base in real time. So you can see that as good as CAR-T is, it's version one, and that this is really a quantum leap in CAR-T therapy and anyone interested in CAR-T would be silly not to pick up the phone and speak to us to address their problems and make their programs work better. So um, what is the value of something that can do this? We're not the only ones trying to do this. There are a handful, a small handful of others. We believe ours is the best. Probably the most relevant example is a company called Zyphos. Um, and on Boxing Day last year, they were bought out for a total year value of $665 million by Astellas, who have got an interest in cell therapy in CAR-T. They're a similar stage of development to what we are, and we believe ours has several advantages. In short, um, we think there are maybe three or four different platforms there. All of them are, you know, are capable of finding a niche. We believe ours is potentially best in class, and with the, action, with the acquisition of Zyphos, there is now one less player. Market. So our parallel uh, development strategy is a parallel one. Obviously, this is a solution for everyone's um, problems in this field to make their solutions better. We'd like to be the Intel um, chip inside everyone else's computer because uh, we can't do everything and don't want to be doing everything, but this can be the solution for a lot of other people. But in-house, we're going to be running with things um, ourselves. We're going to pick the lead program. There'll be more news on that. 
and we're going to run with it. So, and it's all accommodated in our current budget for this immediate preclinical development. So that is that. Um, just so in summary, it's a transformational technology from the University of Pennsylvania. It complements our existing portfolio, so it is not a replacement of our portfolio, and it genuinely catapults us to the forefront of the biggest field in oncology. Um, and I think Australia should be very proud that there's a, a, an Australian company with this um, world-class technology. It's going to be good for us, and it's going to be good for everyone else in the field. Beautiful. Um, on that last point, how, how did this little Australian business end up getting the UPAN deal? Yeah, good question. Um, we were basically looking when no one else was looking, and it was, uh, it was just a lot of audacity. Um, the field was sitting on the fence for you know, most of 2019 and some of 2018, mm -hmm. uh, while we were waiting for success for CAR-T in other areas. And during that, I thought that uh, during that period, I thought the problems, if whoever could find solutions to some of these problems, it's going to be a very valuable company, but no one was looking. By December, that all changed, of course, because there was a big conference showing success in other areas and everyone got off the fence. If I had been a couple of months later, I don't think we would have got it. Well, well congratulations. And, and what does this mean, like, in terms of you know, biotech? <laughs> we always know that there's long lead times, there's high risk, all those sorts of things. How does that change... Uh, the paradigms of, through which we should be looking at PTX. Yeah, absolutely. Well, instead of um, you know, the very long lead times in, in discovery and development all the way through to commercialisation, what we're doing here is basically trying to solve other people's problems as well as shortcutting um, developing ourselves. In short, Patrick, we're going to be lighting tons of fires here. Yeah. So it won't just be us running with it, it'll be everyone else, and it has the potential there for... for earlier term value-adding events. We don't have to wait till the end of development to wait for those value-adding events. Right. Uh, Tammy had a question uh, which is, uh, can someone who has cancer in the bone and is about to start radiotherapy take the CAR T cell? In short, potentially yes. And this, this is something that um, the field is looking at now. Absolutely. Some of these cancers where CAR-T has had great success, have been cancers that have originated in the bone. So yes, I mean, basically, cancer is a problem with cells. Cells are the problem, and cells will be the answer. The immune system sees everything. The immune system can go anywhere. Cancer can go anywhere, yep. and T-cells can go anywhere. 